When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We speak to the leader of the DUP, uh, Arlene Foster, who's obviously, of course, also the First Minister. Arlene Foster, good morning. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us on the programme. Professor John Tong a few moments ago said you'll be pushing water uphill by doing what you're doing today. Well, that's his view. I mean, I think what is important today is that the House of Commons, albeit virtually, that's the world we live in now, Frank, uh, will host the debate on the petition which uh, achieved over 100,000 signatures within a day. I think that gives you an indication of the strength of feeling uh, towards this protocol. Of course, once it reaches 100,000 signatures, then uh, the debate is triggered. So very pleased to see that a a range of uh, MPs will have the opportunity to put their views across today. But it will also highlight the ongoing difficulties with this protocol. You'll get the opportunity to do all of that, but who'll be listening when it comes to the British government? Well, first of all, the British government, uh, as you call it, the government um, will have an opportunity to respond uh, to the debate. Uh, I'm not sure who that will be. Probably somebody from the Northern Ireland office, either the Secretary of State or the Minister of State. Uh, And they will have to respond on behalf of the government. But look, this is part of a wider um, campaign. As you know, Frank, we set out a five-point plan a couple of weeks ago to deal with this protocol. Uh, One of the points in the plan was that we would have this petition and raise the issue in Parliament. We took the opportunity to write to all of the members of Parliament right across the United Kingdom last week and it gives us an opportunity to have um, our voices heard in the House of Commons in relation to the issue but it's only one part of the plan and as you've already been discussing today there's judicial review. Legal action uh, is now being taken as well. Um, So there'll be the legal action, there'll be the political action. Um, It is part of an overall campaign and I'm pleased to see unionism joining together to take this forward. What gives you the most clout, the political action or the legal action? Well, I think it's about having a variety of actions um, and coming at it from all um, mechanisms, of course. The legal action does point to the fact that this changes the Act of Union, it changes the Belfast Agreement, which we have been told as unionists on many occasions cannot be changed because it came as a result of a a referendum, as you'll recall, back in 1998. Uh, But yet here we have uh, the Secretary of State changing the Belfast Agreement uh, by secondary legislation in December to change the consent principle. So 
yeah, we will take that legal action, uh, join together to do that, uh, but we'll also keep the political pressure on as well. And how unified is the unity within unionism? Well, there's not one unionist representative uh, who supports the protocol. Um, so I think we were all very much at Edom, at one in relation to all of that. It was very interesting to read uh, Lord David Trimble's view last week, or last weekend, actually, I should say, in the Irish Times. He had an article in, I mean, this is a man who, as you know, was one of the architects of the Belfast Agreement and how distressed he is about the breach of the Belfast Agreement. I think he calls it the misuse and abuse of the Belfast Agreement by the protocol. But at this moment in time, you're unlikely to be looking towards Lord David Trimble. You're probably more likely to have an eye looking sideways at Jim Allister. No, I think we're all working together. Uh, as you know, the Austrian Unionists, ourselves, the TUV, uh, did um, non-aligned uh, Northern Ireland Unionists, Unionists like Kate Hoey, um, Baroness Kate Hoey, others who we have been able to work with in the past, like Ben Habib. So this is a, a very wide coalition of people, and, and so it should be, uh, because, of course, when we look at the difficulties caused by the protocol, it impacts upon every single citizen of Northern Ireland, so it adds cost. It reduces consumer choice, and that doesn't just affect those of us who are unionists, it affects every single citizen across Northern Ireland. However, today it will be the main news story here, but probably not the main news story across the water as, as Boris tries to make his way out of, out of lockdown. You could get lost in, in that clamber. No, I don't think we'll get lost in the clamber. There's always competing news stories, no matter what day uh, you are uh, involved. It's absolutely the case. We look forward to hear what the Prime Minister has to say in relation to his pathway out for England. Obviously, as you know, we will be setting out the pathway for Northern Ireland next Monday. Uh, and we'll be looking to see what the Prime Minister has to say and also what our colleagues in Scotland and Wales are doing because they have schools returning on a phased basis today. They can do that because their transmission rates are lower than ours here in Northern Ireland. So we will want to see the impact of uh, P1 to P3 going back in Scotland and Wales and then we'll be able to learn from that as well. Uh, just on that, because we can't ignore where we are as far as health and well-being is concerned. A lot of people complaining sure. about the whole issue of the stay-at-home message not being adhered to. It's up there on the motorway. Is your journey necessary? And you can hardly get up and down the motorway sometimes. So the stay-at-home message isn't particularly being listened to. I see people referring to Lady Dixon Park yesterday and also indeed to Divis Mountain where I like to go to myself. But I can't go out mm. of just, you know, I feel it's the wrong thing to do because so many people are doing it. Yes, I know that, Frank, we have asked people to do an awful lot to try and deal with this virus. We've asked them to stop their social contacts. We've asked them to stay at home. And in the main, people are abiding by that message. And that is why we have a reduction uh, in the transmission rate here in Northern Ireland. It's why we hope to set out our pathway next week. But for me, and I think for the whole executive, we have to do that in a way that doesn't bring us back to a lockdown situation. I am very fearful of that because lockdowns are very detrimental to the well-being of society and of course to the economy of Northern Ireland so I do not want to be in a situation where we have to go into a lockdown again so we will take graduated steps out of where we are at this present moment in time. We can do that because of the fall in transmission but also because of the success of the vaccination um, uh, programme. 
Britain, we're all very proud of the fact that that is going so well. Uh, and we now see uh, that there's a new vaccination centre being opened at SSE Arena to deal with those people who are under 60. Yep. Thank you and me, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> you definitely. <laughs> First Minister, Leader of the DUP, thank you very much indeed for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Ar- Arlene Foster with us here on the U105 phone-in. We keep a watchful eye on how that debate develops at Parliament remotely today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.